0: Goodness gracious. Well, it's nice to be sitting down here. It's been a, been a, a busy, long day for me. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah. Uh, I'm the host of Portland Firefighters Association podcast, Kyle McClowry. I'm sitting here with Isaac McLennan, President Isaac McLennan.
1: Hello, everybody. How are you doing?
0: Let's start with that. How are you?
1: Good. Good. I think the last time we talked was like three months ago. You know,
0: time slips away. It been, it's been a minute. So it's basically just been a pretty slow, uneventful summer for you.
1: <laughs> Not much going on. Uh, you know... It is when I close my eyes. <laughs> um,
0: so, I have a couple of things I want to get to before we actually jump into the meat of this. But um, let's start with this.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, on our, our last podcast we we had that was in the morning. We were having a cup of coffee, and I right. I uh, I wanted to have we would do this one at the end of the day. It's a uh, time to head home, but we're just going to catch up together before mm-hmm. I turn the lights off here at the Union Hall. And I thought it'd be appropriate to have a. Have a little glass of whiskey with you. So I, uh, you know, uh, what we're drinking? We're drinking uh, some of the Richardson Reserve. I have the bottle here in front of me. It's
0: a very, it's very handsome bottle.
1: Yeah, it really is. Uh, The Westward, you know, Westward Whiskey made this, uh, and it's Reserve Number Four Six Two. It's bottle number Two Zero Six, and I've had it here at the Union Hall. Uh, I just finally opened it. Mm. It's the one I wanted to drink with people when. We had a conversation that was appropriate to drink, and this is the first opportunity since this came, this came out that this has come up. And so. I'm honored. All right. I just want to say a little toast. You know, as, as we all know, Jerry was all in. Mm-hmm. And so every time I like to take a sip of Richards in Reserve, I like to remind myself to be all in. Be all in. So to Jerry, to and Jerry. All, in. all in.
0: All in. Oh, oh man, man that's delicious. Good. And I'm, I was very excited to see you pull that off. I have not had a chance to try it. And it is, it is delicious. Before we get started, could I just throw out your little prologue real quick? Do it. This is for you and I guess also um, for everybody listening. Uh, you and your team have, over the past week or so, put on... Uh, two full Zoom, informational Zooms. Yeah. So a good two and a half hours of content has gone out to the membership. It's good is- mathematics. That's accurate. <laughs> so I just want everybody to know um, there will likely be a certain degree, if not a large degree, of repetition, I, I suspect, because we'll be touching on some of the same issues. Um, repetition for you, maybe not so much for everybody listening. You know, um, I want to re- reiterate one of the things that you often say about communicating and that people will, people sort of consume their communication or their media in different ways. Mm-hmm. And I know at least I saw 96 people on the last zoom and maybe 60 something, the one before that. So this will hopefully get to a bunch of the people that weren't able to listen to those zooms. They can pop this in, in their car. So if you listen already um, to those, this may be rep- repetitious, but this is going to hopefully get to a lot of other ears that um, has not uh, had a chance to hear that information. Yeah. So there will be some of that repetition. Um, the other thing I wanted to just jump in real quick was, so as we're talking about these issues, um, it strikes me that you hear and talk about these issues all the time. So I have some questions set up for you. Um, I suspect, and I feel pretty strongly, there's not a single thing I can ask you that you haven't already heard, <laughs> um, So, um, which, which, is, which is fine. You'll be ready for the, for, the, for the questions. But I guess what I do th- realize is there's probably a lot of questions that I don't know. Mm-hmm. So you've heard more than I have. If, if we start going down a path and you think there's something else t- to add to it, I'm not asking, you know, just jump in, just, just fill it in. Keep filling all stuff right. in. Cause, uh, I think that, uh, I'll do my best to, to steer the conversation and ask questions. But like I said, y- your breadth of these issues and the, the knowledge of the solutions and where we are, obviously, um, if I don't ask a question that's going to target it on something you want to say, please just help me out, help everybody out. And, hopefully we can get into some more details of some of the things that uh, you've already been talking about the yeah. week or so. Okay. So that's kind of what I'm hoping for for the next awesome. hour or so. Does that, does that seem like a reasonable S- preamble pre- pre- to start?
1: Yeah, I have no idea what you're on your, on your list of questions there. Uh, you uh, know, well, it's all
0: and, like man, you know mandatory <laughs> staffing. I'm no shock, right? Yeah. Uh, but you just said, do you want to talk anything about today? I mean, today's a, a fresh day. You had some interesting things. Is there anything you want to talk about the meetings you went to today? Is there anything worth getting into real quickly about beginning of bargaining or any anything else before we jump into staffing and that sort of thing. i'll just
1: say this every day uh, is full of can be full of some pretty good intensity and today is no different um and what well, the, the things that we deal here with local 43 um at times can be really really hard um difficult and uh, um and also you know we deal with things that are positive and 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 uplifting. It's such a you can, in a single day, Mm -hmm. you can work on something that's completely uplifting and um, also extremely traumatic. And then uh, decompress from that day with a glass of whiskey (laughs) with your buddy Kyle. So that's what we did today. Uh, We did do some uh, bargaining preparation. You know, as you guys know, we're we're going to be going into bargaining. I'm sure there's some questions on that, but. That was the that was the majority of today was a negotiations preparation with okay. our bargaining team
0: with just the team. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. was not nothing about the, nothing with the city happening today. Just no, uh, the internal no. and internal we can team.
1: we can go into that now, or we can uh, wait um, for a question. Either let's you're... do let's do it a little bit because we're right. there.
0: But I do want to ask you about the formal bargaining. Yeah, I don't know if we've you've talked about it. I know in one of the zooms. Mm-hmm. And let me just back up real quick because we talked about the two and a half hours of content you put out. I missed probably half of that. Okay, the first twenty minutes of the first one, and then I was busy in, in the morning, and I didn't get get until about nine fifteen on the second one. So I did miss quite a bit. Uh, so I guess you probably talked about this new form of bargaining already.
1: A little bit, not a lot, but this these meetings were not about bargaining. These meetings were uh, mostly focused on the upcoming referendum vote and other issues surrounding that. Uh,
0: the meetings, the okay. Zoom meetings, that's right. Gotcha, gotcha. We Zoom did talk meetings. a little okay. bit
1: about it the first one, but I would just tell you. Uh, with the platform of Zoom, they only let you record and store so much content, and mm-hmm. you have to erase it if you want to record more. Got so okay. Okay. the only meeting that you can go back today, or I guess when you get this, is the most recent one from August 31st. That's an hour and a okay. half. So, and he,
0: Okay. And just so everybody know, today's September 1st, so this should be out hopefully in a couple of days. So maybe that next link will be out replacing the, the first one in a couple of days. Okay. Can you just tell me a little bit about the form of bargaining? Is that the new form of bargaining? You're shaking your head, yeah. sort of. Okay. Tell yeah. me the
1: name of it again. Interest-based bargaining, okay. or it's commonly referred to as IBB. Okay.
0: And that's what I thought we'd take. And I'll check the time here. We'll go for like two minutes. Okay. Talk about IBB.
1: IBB. I'm down with IBB. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so interest-based bargaining. How do we even go down this road? Well, as you guys all know, uh, we had an interest to bargain with the city of Portland earlier so that we could get a reach a contract prior to our the expiration of our current agreement that was my goal on day one uh and uh on or about the BN, uh, the last week of june or so yeah uh, i believe it, well it was before that i think it was maybe halfway through june i can go back and get the exact date i said i sent yeah. a request to the city of portland to uh bargain our successor agreement to yes. keep us online to start bargaining in july right. we were we met with labor relations late june and they, uh, I again expressed to them, as I have been for the prior six months, that my interest as union president was to bargain our successor agreement earlier to reach a deal prior to the expiration of our current contract, which expires June 30th, 2023. Three, right. Yeah. So there you go. There's the stage it's set. We met with labor relations, and then they came to us and said, hey, we hear you, we understand. And we uh, would like to suggest that we do a different form of bargaining. Right. And they suggested they want to do interest based bargaining. And I right. said, well, I've heard of it, but I know nothing about it. Okay. So let me get back to you, essentially, is what I said. So I did my own research. Uh, I, I went out, I should, I should say that uh, Travis Chipman and I were in that meeting. And so. Right. I went out and did my research and uh, talked to our labor attorney, who's been in the, in the business for a long time. Her name is Runa Messia. Mm-hmm. You follow, you know her well? I do. Uh, we said, "Hey, this is what we're being approached to. I want to know before I get into something like this. Am I, you know, is this is this good or bad right. for the union?" And she's like, "Well." I think you, I want to guide, instead of giving you my opinion right off the bat, I'm going to send you to some people who have been negotiators in interest-based bargaining that I've worked with. And so you can just talk directly with them. And so I set up three different meetings with three different individuals, talked to them, interviewed them with Travis. We went, each were about an hour long and let's go, well, maybe about a half hour to 45 minutes long and uh, went through the positives and negatives of it. And we came to the conclusion that we want to try this. Okay.
0: Have there been any meetings with the city under this new uh, structure? Yeah. We've had
1: one meeting so far.
0: Okay. And the difference is that there's, for lack of a better word, a mediator. That's right. Janet Gilman. Yeah. You got her name. Okay. I I remember meeting her once in mediation. Yeah. She's also a mediator,
1: right, for contract mediation. Okay.
0: So that started. um, The new form is starting. Uh, I guess... um, I'm fine with moving away from that for now. I guess if there are people out there that have more interest in it, they can look it up. Yeah, I me I uh, just give you but, a quick
1: timeline. Okay. And then that then will break. Okay. Okay. So the meeting we had was basically a more of a process meeting of like, how, who's going to be there? Uh, where's the room going to be? We need, it's basically, you have to start with training. You have to learn from Janet. Janet teaches you essentially both sides about what interest-based bargaining is all about. And so you're all on the same page about what you're about to do. It's a much more transparent, open process where you're, think of it like playing poker with your with your hand on the table. Okay. You don't get to cheat. You don't get to admit play games. It's much more of a, let's put it all on the table and let's make sure what we're doing in, the, in, in an interest-based way. And so... You know, we know this is different. This is the way, no one's used to this, mm-hmm. so the membership will be brought along the process as we go. So the the dates are set for trading are are are, are a little bit are in October, uh-huh. and I told Janet in that meeting that again, the, our interest is to negotiate this contract prior to the expiration, and so she knows that and understands that, okay. and she thinks that we're on the right time to get that done. Okay, I should just that, I want people to know that
0: that does address one of my concerns. Okay. Uh, you and I did talk about that that. I'm still stuck on the old form of bargaining to some yeah. degree where there is a clock starting and it hasn't really started yet, Mm-mm. but um, there is somebody else who can be aware of your number one priority, which is getting to that, end, uh, the end zone being that June 30th, 2023 and having a contract already signed, sealed, done.
1: That's the goal. And it has been okay. my goal. And I'm okay. going to stick to that goal okay. um, as we move forward. Great.
0: Okay. So let's just pivot then. Let's talk about the referendum vote. I know that you probably have talked about this a bunch already, Mm -hmm. Um, but let's get it out to some other people, maybe who haven't heard about it. I think that the idea is pretty clear for everybody. I guess maybe my first place to start with is not necessarily your personally, but for the union, what is the short-term and the long-term goal? if this passes and all this money becomes available. Yeah. Short-term and long-term goal of spending the money. Obviously, the goal is to spend the money. But what are you actually trying to achieve?
1: Well, the goal is to give workers the respect that we deserve uh, for the work that we're doing and um, ultimately to make sure that we have a safe place to work and our working conditions are, are protected. And from that, ultimately... The citizens of the city in Portland, the residents who lived here, the people who come to work here, mm-hmm. they need to know that their safety uh, is potentially in jeopardy if we continue on the path that we're on right now. That's the 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 goal is to get a message out to the public, and that pu- the public, and when they when they um, are become aware of the safety concerns, not not just to firefighters but to themselves and their families. That they come to our aid as we've come to theirs. Nine one one call oh, after nine one one call, yeah. and answer our call for help. We need to make sure that the people how, who are running the city are doing their jobs.
0: How are you going to ask the public to come to our help? What's your what is your what is your ask?
1: Well, for starters, we're going to need some money. Uh, things to, in order to get that message out, we need to. Uh, there are several ways to get that communication out. One is, of course, to use. The power of the media, mm-hmm. but social media, and there's money involved in that, as well as conventional advertisement, whether it be, you know, whatever. Um, we have already, uh, we have a advisor on retainer. We have since 2012 uh, when we went through the staffing cuts under Fire Chief Aaron Jansen's, and we've been working with her since then. So um, the, we have, we used her for any crisis communication. She also helps with some, some other, uh, re, you know, scheduled things that we do every year so she kind of helps to who, who's do, that? uh her name is her name her name who you're talking about the media advisor? yeah My, yeah miles media okay yes miles media okay. is the of the company okay so i'm going to sort of
0: just sort of slow you down a little bit first thing you start talking about is respect respect as a goal the underlying uh, um foundation of that is that we're being disrespected or not getting respect. Uh, is that a correct assumption? And That's that, what my belief is. And that, that, though, is from the city or the administration?
1: Well, I, at this point, I feel like the administration, the, the union, and the union have the management, I would say management and the union mm-hmm. are, have been at lockstep since the end of June about what we need to keep our city safe. Mm-hmm. And, and in the terms of eliminating or reducing, reducing or eliminating mandatory call shifts and okay. keeping staffing at 100%.
0: And outside of just hiring as fast as we can, which is a whole other uh, uh, issue.
1: That's the ultimate fix. Absolutely. Hiring people is what we need to do. So you're
0: in lockstep about that. But the other part was the double
1: time. Right. That was an incentive. Is there anything
0: else I'm missing, though, besides hiring the double time? Is there anything else on the table that we're in lockstep about?
1: Yeah, and we when we neg- when we sat down uh, in this building, um, management came over because they they understood the intensity of the situation and they wanted to respond appropriately. So okay. they brought their team over here, uh, not their entire management team, but um, uh, Chief Ponce and Chief Gillespie mm-hmm. and, and Chief Boone. They brought labor relations. So that's uh, his name is uh, Jamal is our la- our labor relations coordinator, and his right. his manager, uh, Jarrell uh, Gaddis, right. who's been with with the fire bureau for a long time and right. understands our organization very well from the labor sp- perspective. So that room is, we came to the consensus of basically what was going to fix the issue. And we left that room with that understanding and then we penciled it out. And, um, that's when it was just, I think it was the last day in June that I put a membership video oh, out and okay. a letter explaining what the proposal was. And that comes with, that comes with concessions from the union mm-hmm. And everybody refers to it, of course, as the double time. What's going on with the double time? Even the commissioner herself right. is like, oh, "Well, right. the double time." It's like right. I, I, I refuse to accept that as what it's called. Okay, it's a, it's a staffing crisis proposal. It's meant, it's meant to incentivize. The whole proposal is meant to incentivize workers, and make concessions that are going to be reasonable for us to provide full coverage. So there's some concessions to our contract right, right. that are going to make it better for staffing Easy on a daily staffing. basis.
0: Right. Right. And that, that was the, the vacation um, and finding your own relief for, as a vacation for less than 12 hours.
1: You got it. Okay. It's all in the email. It's in your right. email. It's mean,
0: yeah. sp- been a minute, but that's where the yeah. other one that sticks up.
1: Okay. I'm
0: blanking on the name of, there was the, the meeting. Two days ago. Uh, the City Council.
1: Um, mm, yeah, the uh, uh, yeah, proposal to the council from CityGate. CityGate,
0: thank you. Yeah. Um, so we're making some reference to how, I think it was that meeting, maybe it was a prior one, where Commissioner Hardesty was saying, can't stand the idea of paying somebody <laughs> t- double time for doing their job. Okay, That's exactly well. Very it's close to what you said. So um, and I, I watched uh, most of it. but Very so it was unsettling a, statement. So the issue comes up, and I've many people have said this to me. So are we going to get out front? There's going to be the Willam Week article that comes out and it has the highest paid public servants from the city, and there's going to be several firefighters making upwards of two, 200,000. I'm just throwing the number out there. Like a, a lot of money. And then at the same time, within, turn around, flip that coin, and there's going to be firefighters asking for double time. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people have said, hey, If we're going to do a media campaign, is there a strategy to get out ahead of that particular um, misconception that... We're asking for more money when we somebody. People are already in the highest paid in the city.
1: Yeah, highest paid, but well, that's not the regular. There's not the, that's not the payment for their for what their contract states. to know
0: that. We all know that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, that will absolutely be explained if necessary, right? So, I mean, if it's if they're going to if they're going to throw that back at us and say, "Well, you're already the highest paid," and okay. I said, "But that's because we have worked in a staffing crisis." To keep our I mean, city safe because you did not hire appropriately. Right. So, right. And, what, and that's not that. Last time I checked, the union's not responsible for hiring.
0: Right. And obviously, <laughs> those folks that are making that money, they're working, you're averaging out probably 70, 80 hours a week yeah, in that range. Um, a top step
1: firefighter right now makes over just north of $100,000 a year mm-hmm. for working uh, a top step five year firefighter. Right. That's the base pay for a firefighter who will uh, ultimately work for 25 to 30 year career mm-hmm. uh, and live a shorter lifespan for the, for their, for the detriment to their their body and the stress okay. on their mind. Which I know Kyle, you know all about that. So
0: I I, uh, I just want to guess I want to get on record of asking you to consider in a meeting with uh, Miles Media, mm. the idea of putting something out preemptively, mm-hmm. uh, explaining that particular
1: issue. Well, by the time people hear this podcast, you'll probably already have the answer to that. Cool. So there's a... How's that? Bam. It's uh, uh, we had a mic. We uh, we interrupted... I'll just tell you guys right now, we interrupted our bargaining session for a one-hour meeting with Miles Media Mm. uh, to talk specifically about the CityGate study, and um, I probably should have just mentioned that in the beginning, huh, Kyle? (laughs) 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 Uh, 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 And... You know, I think some key findings that are problematic regarding staffing, and so uh, mm-hmm. that press release will be sent to the media today, which is the thirty first. And oh, I have, oh. when we end this podcast, there's an email sitting on my iPad right now <laughs> that I'm going to review before it's sent off. Okay, great, so, well, that's super. That's great. There news. you go. So by the time you hear this podcast, like,
0: this is like fresh hot. You'll probably hot, already
1: see uh, one of us on TV explaining our uh, explaining what why we sent that press release out to the media.
0: So let me just take that off my list. <laughs> <Scratch>. <laughs> Um, so, uh, do we have to differentiate ourselves at all? Because we this is also happening at a national level in the fire industry, sh- staffing issues in, mm-hmm. in m- many industries, not just public safety.
1: It's going to be the theme of the Oregon legislature, not because of firefighters, because of every public, I mean, entity. Every, it's un, every everybody's understaffed. Everybody's looking for. It's like turn on the news. There's always some story on the news about teachers, about nurses, about this, about that, about. Even, you know, a re- even a retail. Dispatch. Yeah. Uh, retail. It, yeah. I mean, cr- uh, restaurants are not open in certain days. I mean, it's, it's everywhere.
0: So this this sort of circles back to the referendum vote. Is that something—and I guess you guys are, you obviously already had these discussions, so I guess we're trying to just push it out. I don't know. Um, is there a need to differentiate us f- from that more— um, Thousand and ten thousand foot uh, uh, issue, mm-hmm. both within the city and within the nation, of staffing issues. I uh, think
1: we bring, need to bring awareness to the citizens of Portland because right now they're aware that there's a staffing crisis in the police. They're aware that there's a staffing crisis in BOAC because they hear about the 911 delays. They're, and, they're, they know that there's a staffing crisis in the restaurants that they go to. They know well, about just, those. I just saw they don't know the news, about actually. the issues with firefighters and they need to be informed. That's part of the problem is that. We as firefighters will do whatever it takes to get our job done with whatever staffing we have. And we know we can't snap our fingers and make more people, but we can't let the status quo continue at our own detriment. And that's what I feel like is is the choice that's in front of us is, do we allow, are we comfortable with the status quo? No. Or do we do something about making it so that the city can at least give the workers that are here today, ready to do the work you know, fair compensation for working extra hours. And that's uh, against their will, right? I mean, uh, they're willing to pay people overtime. If people sign up, they're already saying that, but we're not willing to sign up for time and a half. Under the current situation, well, we need our time you, off. We need uh, to re, we, we need to recuperate. It's, it's you know, it's
0: not always about the money, and I think we all recognize that. Obviously,
1: I mean, it's not, and that's where it's going to be characterized as a money grab. We know that. We know it's going to be characterized that, and it's not. It's not a money grab. In fact, I, I would be f- totally fine with some other form of compensation if they can think of one. But there's only so many uh, ways to compensate an employee, and if you want to give us more time off, that com- makes the problem, the problem worse. <laughs> worse. So you, so it's, uh, I mean, so hmm. what do we do? What do we do? I've, 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 I, the management and the union have, have come up with a proposal to stem the tide over the, over the difficult summer staffing. And nearly every day, someone's been mandatory. I believe if they would have acted quicker, that we could have stemmed the tide, and possibly, with that, like, hey, you know what? The management sees that problem, and they clearly do. It's not a question that they see the issue. Does our commissioners see that? And does she, did she act with the same sense of urgency? And I would say, so far, no. I, it doesn't mean that every day we don't continue this, this pursuit of what we believe okay. to be right, but if, if they would have come forward with that, I think, I, I believe workers, local, our members, would have seen that as a tip of the hat, saying they saw there was a problem, and they did something about it. So okay. now what? We're prepared to keep working. We're prepared to keep, keep working. You saw there's an issue, and we're prepared to keep going forward with that. Okay. And that didn't happen, or it hasn't happened yet.
0: Is there any way to d- go on this um, media offensive, and I'm not saying this because like, I want to, but I was asking yeah. to go on this media offensive without it being essentially an all-out or partial attack on our commissioner?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. But the problem, of course, is when you look at where we're at and the struggles, who's holding the issue back? It's it, it's our commissioner. It's, it is so that's the difficulty. Is that now I, I've heard some complaints from members about well why isn't the administration fighting harder for this? I understand that they came to the table I understand that they made they help they made this proposal and the union agrees and you guys came up with uh, a proposal to move to council, but why why aren't the why aren't why isn't the fire chief and the division heads Pushing for this, why aren't they making more of an, uh, an uh, a move to you know make that, uh, make that a reality? And
0: if the channels for them is through Commissioner Hardesty, as I understand. And maybe it.
1: they are, and I just don't know it because right. you know they you know they all are at will employees, and maybe they just don't tell me that. But I, I mean, or okay. we don't see it. But I, but that's the question I get from members: is uh, is that?
0: Well, let me spin that question a little differently. Are you? Are we willing to ha- have this uh, referendum pass? and spend some money on an offensive against our commissioner?
1: Well, that's the that's the question that will be before the executive board. And as you may—actually, I don't think you do know this, because um, I haven't sent this out to the membership yet, so it'll go out now, and it, it may reach you via email uh, okay. before this. But, we'll have um, a, little, a little race. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but there is, you know— we're now in September, and the general election is in November, and so I've sent out requests for both uh, Joanna Hardesty and Renee Gonzalez to come to the union oh, hall yes, yes. and uh, have for endorsement interview uh, for the general election. I have not heard back from Commissioner Hardesty's campaign team. Oh, really? No. Oh. Uh, I did hear back from Renee, so he's scheduled, and write this down. It's September 6th, 830, at the union hall. And I would like to invite every local 43 member who would like to attend. Now it's going to be an interview style, so there will be the, the it'll still be the same as we've done in in, in times past, um, where the political action committee board, mm-hmm. the folks that are on that team, will be the ones that are asking questions of the commission, The commissioner will respond. I'm sorry, the commissioner, the uh, candidate. Candidate, sure. That uh, yep. was a slip of the tongue. Uh, so, um, and you know, then based on those responses, the political action committee. Makes a recommendation to the executive board, and then the executive board has the, the authority to make an endorsement on behalf of Local Forty Three. That's the current process. That's before us. Okay. And if like, you know, I've heard questions like, "Well, why not have the whole membership vote?" That's a change in our process, which yes. is going to require a lot more debate. We can't just snap our fingers and change the process. So I'm not opposed to that, but if we're going to change that process, that it's that process in itself has to come to a. That people need to know we're discussing that. Right. And then there needs to be a meeting set, right. and then we need to you know, have I some mean, proper debate about what that means to change our process. I'm not opposed to it, okay. but there needs to be a process for that. We can't just change it.
0: I totally get it. I'm yeah. with you 100%. I have some fairly strong feelings about that, but I don't think this is the right the right. Um,
1: I just platform. want to acknowledge that people, that people are saying that. That's all. So I people that right. are listening. And I'll that be honest with you, I think it's a
0: pretty bold move in a sense to just invite the entire membership, uh, particularly if, if Commissioner Harris is going to be there. Yeah. Uh, because it's, it's, um, and I don't mean I don't mean it's going to be unruly, yeah, I know. but people, you know, people are going to want to just and they'll be, I'm sure everyone will be very, re, you know, respectful. I'm not yeah. saying it won't be respectful, but, um, the people want to have some questions answered,
1: yeah. So um, we'll have all the questions written in advance as we usually do. The questions will be disseminated to any candidate who wants to be asked questions, so they have chance that we don't. It's not gotcha questions. We want them to know what the questions are and actually study for them if they need to, to give us quality answers.
0: Will it be sent out via Zoom as well?
1: So no, okay. And and I think there's a lot of reasons why. First of all, it is the first time that I am ever aware of that uh, that we're allowing any member to attend a candidate interview. That's never been done. Uh, we, in the Not primary, me. you'll remember that we allowed any member who's part of the PAC committee to be part of the process. Mm-hmm. We interviewed, I think there was like 14 candidates. Each candidate had half an hour. So it was a huge commitment to come yes. to that. It took yes. a day, a day and a plus a little bit more. And anybody who went to that can attest to that. The, it's a long day. Uh, it was 8:30 in the morning until five o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle, I think you were I there. I was there. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So this is even. I've gone another step further because I realize like people are tuned in and they they don't want to be left out of at least the. ability— So look, we'll have we'll have an opportunity also for any member after the after the candidate leaves, any member in attendance can stay and we will have a discussion. Okay, that's it. All that's right. what we're gonna do. Okay. So.
0: Okay, um, so in this sort of Venn diagram of issues, this sort of the. Uh, referendum vote, s- staffing, and mandatories, they all sort of overlap quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. So we're sort of, we're sitting in that gray area where the overlap is, but we're sort of bouncing around a little bit. Um, I guess I was going to s- slip over to one other contract, uh, I mean, not contract, one other question about, um, where'd it go? I just saw, uh, oh, about mandatories. Yeah. The mandatory policy, has it been officially on a 38-38, 30, 30, notice of being removed. Mm -hmm.
1: Yes. When is that sunset? September 22nd. There was a a memo, an official memo from uh, chief Gillespie that went out, uh, specifying that it will sunset or terminate on September 22nd.
0: Okay. And just so I'm clear, that puts us back into the position where if you're not relieved from duty, you stay at work. Is that the way
1: that the management has chosen, you know, uh, to, that, have, well, it's what's written in the memo. I'll just, you guys can read the memo for yourself. Uh, but apologize. They were going I apologize. I didn't see the memo. But yeah, I, I know. It's okay. I, I mean, I'm sure if you've, maybe you haven't been at work or maybe you just, who knows? I've been it, in knows. and out of work.
0: I missed, I missed a week mid, mid-August. It just came
1: out. It's, it's okay. I think it was like, I think it was Tuesday this week. It was like seven big memos came out. <laughs> so it was a big memo day. I don't uh, know if I, I'm just spitballing that number, but it was something, <laughs> it was a lot. That was the same. The City Gate came out, this memo, it was a lot. Um, so... Uh, yes. So it will, the management has stated that um, ma- they are going to institute the ru- go back to uh, the rule and reg which Correct. they used prior uh, mm-hmm. to say, well, if you are not relieved, you know, you, you know, until you're properly relieved, you can't go off duty, and that's my interpretation just my one one union your one little member's interpretation not that when one, they not one little member but go ahead yes i'm so. only five foot seven that's on my driver's <laughs> license a wee, uh, a wee, lad. A wee yes we a wee dram for a wee lad yeah so uh it's my interpretation that that rule was written for a specific reason and that's because somebody a long time ago left work prior to somebody coming to their station that was on another rig across uh, town and they didn't show like we all know those every rule in that rule book has been written because somebody yeah, created it we sure, always sure, we, sure. we somewhat joke about this concept them, but yeah. every you could you could write a name next to every rule yep. right and i don't think this one's any different and, okay. that, and and i don't think it's written to say you know to force somebody to work for 24 hours. That's not the intent. The intent was like, Hey, hold up for a half hour or an hour, maybe two hours at max. probably like a, they're on a fire or the relief didn't, you know, there was a, there was a, there was a three way trickle down. And so that's what I'm, I've proposed this to our attorney. And so we're working on a legal strategy.
0: I mean, it's, it's a legitimate step backwards. Um, from from this this opinion from this one individual over here, I suppose I mean it puts the responsibility then on whoever's not relieved to then just start making phone calls and seeing who they can get in for them if they can't work
1: uh, I don't want to see I don't want to see us decrease our staffing, but at some point we need to our our message is not being delivered, and so right now our members are being disciplined for okay. when they refuse mandatories. Discipline on my list. Okay, they're being disciplined for for refusing mandatories when they have to go home and take care of their kids. So what we're doing is we we're forcing people to work because of a staffing crisis that was created, okay. man made okay. creation by a by a former fire chief. Yeah. We didn't hire, we didn't, ha- we haven't been able to hire enough people. To backfill, and then the sta- the, the number of full time employees in our budget is not actually accurate based on our last contract that we that we signed and settled. We, they did not hire the employees to backfill the vacation leave that they gave us, and they did not backfill the number of okay. FTEs for the. Kelly Day reduction that no. we started in oh, July no. one, no, no, no. so we're, not even, not even we're close. negative FTEs. Yes, we did not hire as fast as we should have, and we st- we closed training, uh, which yes. was the first domino to fall. Right,
0: right. And I think everybody's and now
1: we're monitoring people. I'm sorry, and I'm th- now we're now we're disciplining people. Right. for a problem that the union did not create. Okay, let's talk about discipline. So there you I mean, go. I think everybody knows that sort of that sort of. Well, I've been thread. I've tried to keep that message pretty consistent. So that's absolutely. <laughs> I'm just interrupting you. No, you're fine.
0: Um, it's my impression. Please correct me if I'm off base here. So we're talking about discipline. People are getting disciplined. That, and if you can't talk about this, we'll just say next question. No, we but can that, talk about the, it. that the discipline has been meted out in a not particularly uh, equal fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then perhaps even the discipline, the, it wasn't even that clear how it was going to be. There, it's just yeah. not being applied the way that it is supposed to be applied.
1: So they're following the the, the memo that they sent out, a slate cleaning memo, as it's sometimes called. Right. Uh, like the first week of January this year. And that's basically if you refuse once, what they're saying is you refuse once, twice, three times, they're going to follow what's called progressive discipline. So,
0: and, and are they? Is that been pretty well adhered to? Or that's it...
1: exactly what we are going to challenge because we don't believe okay. that they have done that. Okay. So, and that's, so Rob okay. Garrison done a fantastic job as uh, as I've dubbed him the discipline manager. There is no such position until he, I've called him that, and Ooh. so that's his that's the title I'm calling him. Uh, he's done a fantastic job, and he is uh, makes he really does a really great job representing membership in okay. this field. I. Uh, I'm so I'm so happy that we have him doing that work. Good. Um he does um, a great job. So
0: and so one of the things that struck me when I heard that the uh memo it was going to sunset, uh, was that it was gonna revert back to the rules and regs and breaking a rule or reg is a very legitimate um infraction for discipline. And following that that would then ultimately give the administration a little bit more of a direct route or discipline. Um for better or worse, that sounds worse to
1: if me. The, if, the, if, the, if the intent, if the intent of the rule was broken, I would argue. I this is I'm not uh, an attorney. Okay, okay, okay. That's what I'm trying going. to challenge. Uh, I see where you're going. So I okay, don't know okay. what, so this, where this is going to go, but I I believe the intent uh, of the rule is for holdover, not 24 hours of mandatory forced overtime. Okay, but we'll, but we, that remains to be seen. It's so just going to be. It's, it's, it's a good just, question, Kyle, because I want the same question, and I've been, ta- I've I've been talking to our attorney for the last you know uh, two weeks about this, and she's researching uh, the law. Okay, and I want to have an, a legal opinion on this okay. I, I, before we go, before we go forward. Can can they force yeah. us to work for twenty four hours? Can they force us to work for twelve, for eight, for for six, for four? Can we be you forced?
0: Know. I guess to me it just sounds kind of messy, but maybe that also is part part of the intent. You know, if circling back to the very beginning here, I suspect, and I'm guessing, that some of that uh, disrespect or lack of respect was some of the impetus for deciding to put a sunset calling the 30 days. Let's just on say, that. it's a
1: little bit. It's all tied together.
0: That's that's fine. Yeah. yeah. So um, let's get let's. I guess, Emil, let's let it get messy a little bit. I mean maybe that's what needs to happen. Yeah, I it doesn't mess it
1: it it ties my stomach in a knot. I'm yeah, going to be a yeah. little bit I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable here, but I I yeah. came into this job yeah, yeah. an optimist, uh, a a person that I feel is reasonable. Uh, I think even I got a lot of questions on the campaign trail like are you going to be tough enough? Yeah. And I question that myself. Like yeah. am I? Yeah. And uh I feel like I'm being backed into a corner. And I and I would say me as a representation of the union body as a whole, I feel like we Uh, of being backed into a corner. And so why I'm asking the membership is, do you feel the same way? Because if you do, vote yes. If you don't, if you feel like the status quo is okay, we're okay with being forced to work, we're okay with... Mm -hmm. members being disciplined, Mm -hmm. even though they have to go take care of their family. Yeah. If you're okay with all of that, vote no. Okay. But I'm looking, obviously, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, the the executive board unanimously approved that going before the the body. And so give the body their say. Let's see what we, let's see where we're at as a membership. Are we, or are we not?
0: Fantastic. And so let's actually talk at some of the details again, Uh, not again, but the referendum. So we sort of started there, went far field, never coming back. Let's come back to it. Um, I know it's for, it's for media. Yeah. Can you give me any more details? Do you have no more details of how you want to, let's say, roll out the first two weeks of, let's say votes, votes, yes. The uh, money becomes accessible. Obviously we know the idea is not to spend the whole amount, but it becomes available. Um, what, what, what are your first two weeks of the rollout of the media campaign? What do you want to do? It,
1: in the defense of the majority of the, of the membership, mm-hmm. I'll spend every dollar we have if the membership wants me to. And it's therefore So you. I don't mind yeah. I don't I don't I mean we I'm not talking about an assessment in, in in past times when we didn't have a reserve fund it would be like hey everybody pull your checkbook out write $400 and then put it in the two subject PFFA and people did it. People did it. So and if, and if I, I'm not there, asking I'm yeah. not asking for dollars out of your pocket because that's the that's the typical way and so the reason I'm not is because we have a reserve fund. Now, if we have to spend $250,000 in the defense of our membership, in the defense of the dignity of work and, and and being treated appropriately for the work that we're providing, because I think we're providing good work, you know, uh, look at the, when you look at the CityGate study, which I know many members have, which I, which really excites me. And I love too. the, I, I love the fact that, that members are paying attention and they're, they're taking the time to read and digest this stuff. It was, uh, you that know, excites two, me.
0: Two hours to, to watch that, you know? Yeah, and
1: not just the video. People, people are actually reading the report. I've had I, so I many people randomly yet. say, I've read the report top to bottom. That's and a, and i watched a, the video. I know. That's a lot. It is a lot. And in fact, it's only a couple of days since it's been out that tells me that people are paying attention. I love it. I love it. And they're passionate about this stuff. And so, you know, um, you're... Your union president is as well, and I, you know, so is your executive board. I know, you know, everybody's. We're very focused. Okay. We want to make sure that those things that are in that report don't just die on the sidewalk. Fuck yeah, <laughs> love, Fuck it. yeah. I love it, love it, I'll Fuck cheers yeah. to that. Yeah. So
0: I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna push you again. Do you have any details? Details. We might, need, details just, on might the just first need a wee bit more. We might okay need a wee that. bit more. I'll just put this
1: over there. Okay.
0: Um, Pass that over. Um, I, and while you're doing that, so I'm, you know, you want all good answers, but still didn't really get down into the details that maybe I'd be interested in if they're available. Um, I take a little less than that. Thanks. Okay. Um, far as the first couple of weeks and, you know, for, for and, and I just use that as a random little bit of, um, thanks, a, a random starting point. Where do you want to start?
1: Yeah. So right off the bat, we're going to be doing, I mean, that's this is, the CityGate study came out. And we're, or we, there's some information in there that we feel is important for the public to understand. It's gonna be important. We were gonna, we want to highlight some things because I I was actually surprised that the so how, do I, no, how there do was, you was no there was no press release it? there was no press release about it. There, was there I feel like there's some information that needs to go out to the media. You're so take
0: an ad out on the, in the paper. You're gonna take oh uh, no no, no a,
1: we, a, we put a press release. So we were, that's what's sitting in my email but right that's now. For, that's free
0: right. I mean I'm I'm talking about yeah. Where we gonna spend
1: our money on? Yes, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. Well, I'm just oh, I was, okay. I'm leading into that. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. i yeah, So, Kyle, you know this. I'm a little long winded. I know it's. I'm I, trying to corral, man. I'm trying I wish. To focus. I wish I could. <laughs> I could deliver in a shorter story. I don't have that gift. I apologize. <laughs> uh, I think I apologize. I'm sorry. Uh, apologize. Yeah, <laughs> it, wanna... it is who I am. I yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I am long winded, and I don't know how to turn that down. So I'm. You know, one okay. of these days I All might right. figure it out. All right. So. Where are we going to spend that money on? There's not a point plan to do that, and so I'll start off by saying this: social media ads cost money. Okay, hiring people to do graphic design for, say, printed uh, leaf, whether it be PDFs um, or uh, uh, leaflets, leaflet drops, possibly billboards, maybe even uh, maybe even video production. Um, So those, all those things, there's Mm -hmm. people on the other end of those things, and then we need to pay them. So. That, and then, not to mention the, our consultant herself, uh, right, she right. Uh, needs to be paid. Right. So there's, there's, we need people to do work. Now, we could say, hey, let's get 50 members in union hall for the next two weeks, and let's do this ourselves. Yeah, we no, no, we no, do no, it. No, no, but we can't. We're in a staffing crisis. We need yeah. those people to be at the fire stations. We need to reach. The, we need to reach the public where they are, and yeah. they're on their phones. We know that. We oh, look at every go. To every, you go to any fire station. What are we doing? We're looking at our phones. All right.
0: Who's the best dancer out there? Let's do a 30, 30 second informational TikTok <laughs> dance.
1: <laughs> yeah. Reach uh, Call me. I shouldn't say that. Me. I've
0: never been on TikTok in my life. I don't even have TikTok. Uh, you know,
1: we're, it's so. always hard to get firefighters and uh, to be able to go and, uh, you know, get on the media, you know, get on in front of a camera. I mean, Kyle, you had a couple opportunities, I think, to... Uh, uh, it's hard. Yeah. It's not... It's not... We're not... It's not in our... We're not built for... The, to get no. in front of the camera. Some yeah. of us are. I'm, I'll tell you guys, I'm not. And so... But I'm doing it because I know it works and there's a message to be sent. So if you have that talent... Please reach out to me. We need people who are willing to get in front of that camera. We need people who are right. willing to tell their story. Yeah. If you're being, if you've been forced to work and it impacted you, we need your story. You need to be. If you can't deliver it in a way that's, uh, you know, we. It's not like the news media has to be the one interviewing you. We we have people that can interview you, and so it's right. a much more comfortable atmosphere than, right. say, being grilled right. by a reporter. Totally. So unless that's can, what your jam is. You so you
0: grilled by a reporter, you could talk for 10 minutes, and like 30 seconds goes on the news. So. And
1: that's assuming you get a favorable reporter, Kyle. So You, you know, depending on how yeah. that person cuts your video, you, if you're yeah. going to gab for half an hour, there's a lot of content there. They can yeah. cut and peel the way they want to tell the story. I've been through that, and like, yeah. huh. That yeah. didn't quite come out how I thought it was going to come out. Okay. Uh, is that something Christine's on, uh, talking about? Like finding we've ways- already—I'll okay. tell you right now, we've already begun the okay. process. Okay. I'm not, going to, I'm not spending the members' money until they authorize it, but I, we, have, we have laid the groundwork. I, I've held Sorry. two Zoom meetings. I feel like I'm getting the temperature of the room, and okay. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I don't want to make assumptions until the, vote tally, the votes are tallied. Um, I would like to see—this is, this is, in a way— to a temperature check on where the membership is okay. at. To, for me, it's a barometer. If you, and, I, I don't want look, people to vote yes or no on uh, uh, on if on an issue separate of this. I right. want you to look at this issue and vote yes or no right. on on this content. Here's
0: the thing. Everybody, and I'll speak. I speak for myself, but everybody, I think I feel like 99.9 percent of the membership has complete trust in. Executive board, you and the executive board. Well, that, I it, hope it, that's true. I, I, I believe I, I, that, I don't know but that, I think but yeah. the only the only issues I've heard about this amount the referendum vote is not, if anything negative about it is not really understanding what exactly where it's going. What's it going to do? What are the goals? Like, what exactly? What are you buying with that money? So, like, that was why I was trying to get into some of those details. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're not the point by is not ready yet. So maybe a, just, once just, it happens, that's going to be important information to know how how are we going to frame things or what do we what do we spend our money on more specifically a little more of the details so the first question leave.
1: is are firefighters upset enough or discord let me say upset isn't the right are firefighters feeling that they're willing to spend two hundred fifty thousand dollars of their money on this issue because that is the first question before all of us and that to me okay. is that to me is that's how that's how we're that that shows to, to at least to me to the executive board And maybe to uh, anybody else who comes in contact with that information, how serious we are about the issue at hand.
0: I think that the idea is—and let me just speak for me—that to get this information out, um, it feels—it seems fairly clear that one of our biggest obstacles, at least in just the short term, up to October— I'm circling back to an earlier issue about our commissioner and you don't have to... Oh, well, I'll go back to the second. She's been a little bit of an obstacle and like it's just such a frustration that our commissioner, who was supposed to be our advocate, has become our obstacle. And, and this particular issue yeah. is far... I'm not even talking about things in in the past. Yeah. If, with it being September, um, I, I feel like and I, that this is going to be... It's going to be very... Whether it's it's intended as such, it's going to be very political because... You know that there's a lot of members that are, I'm not saying all, a lot of members that are unhappy with her prior to this and this specific issue, you know, it's not, like you said before, it's not about the money, mm-hmm. um, but it's being classified as such. And she, I don't, I mean, let me ask you this. Um, you are, and I think you talked about this in one of your Zooms, uh, supposed to have some fairly regular check-ins. Every two months, yeah. Every two months. Have they happened? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. She's done that. She has. Okay. And she, I'll tell you right now, I, I have no problem telling people the truth. And the truth is that she has, she uh, took over, you know, she continued, it's funny because my meeting invitation still says, uh, Alan uh <laughs> meeting with, you know, and then it sends in parentheses, uh, Isaac McLennan replaced or something to that effect. <laughs> so I always, it's funny that her scheduler, you know, it's, that's did just. She, did a, she
0: call you Alan? No, uh, <laughs> not yet. It has never happened.
1: Um, I don't. Actually, no, I'm not even sure she's ever called me by my name. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. that's a side note. Uh, mm-hmm. So in any case, she, she is, yeah, she's definitely done those every two months. And so, you know, we're, how many months in? We're This is, the, this is August, so eight months in. Yeah. Um, has done that. And so, you know, it's always good conversation. We're polite so to each other. So she's a kind individual to me. So she's they're not, good meetings. You know, well, all except for maybe the last. That one wasn't so great. And, uh, you know, I think... Uh, when I met with her at one point, and she asked me about the endorsement, and I told her, you know, that we're not going to endorse her, she about fell out of her chair. Right. And uh, I, I, you know, and you know, I told her that we are going to endorse uh, Dan Ryan. Right. And again, beside herself. I mean, she views herself as a champion for the firefighters. I'm just telling you straight up. Mm-hmm. So that's how she views herself, and I think um, Chief Boone has also felt that. She's done a great job for okay. firefighters. Uh, you know, I mean, but Joanne has done a great job. That's right. Okay, that's right. So you know, obviously, you know, I I hear from members uh, regularly I'm sure, I'm about sure their do. feelings on the matter. But the bottom line is, we had a fair process. We put, we asked everybody that ran, right. We did everything right. we could to make sure there was okay. a fair process. And when the questions came out, you know, look, she she uh, we gave her an opportunity to tell her uh, tell us the record that she's proud of. Regarding, you know, this was her opportunity to sell herself. Right. And if I'm telling you right now, we gave. Her, I, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm I willing. I'm, I, I, I'm not. I'm not a, a person that's like, hey, look, anybody who wants to listen to me talk to them about our issues, I don't care. I'll, I'll do it. You, you, want, if you're, a, if you're a person that's elected to, list, uh, to office and mm-hmm. you want to hear about, you want to hear about our issues. I don't care <laughs> if you're a Democrat, Independent, or Republican. I'm telling you the story, yes. and you're gonna hear it. You're gonna hear it from me straight,
0: mm-hmm. right?
1: Because I get to hear all the. I at least get to hear all the grievances. I don't, you know, people are very kind. I've actually gotten a lot of messages lately, especially of support, which is not normal. Um, but I, I do appreciate those. Don't everybody text me. Oh my gosh! Uh, <laughs> even though that might be fun, uh, my my um, <laughs> who should they text instead? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. I do appreciate those messages of support. They are especially on some tough days. It does uplift me. I'm very. I, I'll just tell everybody here. I'm very supported at home. My wife. Stephanie is amazing. Two lovely children are just happy as can be whenever I come in the door. I'm super supportive at home. I have a great support network. I'm very lucky for that. It's yes. allowed me to do this job and really sink my time and passion thank, into thank, it while still goodness. being connected at home. Yeah, I haven't lost. I haven't lost that. At least my wife holds me to that, and she's good. She good. I, I, last report. Good. Last report. I'm doing good. It's all about balance. So, I, know, I know
0: you put an incredible amount of time and effort in here, but balance is, is the key. Um, and if you have any, if you have, a, if you have a snowball's chance in not burning out, you have to maintain that balance. I think we, I
1: think you know that, and Stephanie knows that. And and she's, and we talk about issues at Union. She holds me accountable when she thinks I misstep. Good. She makes me explain yeah. it to her. I remember that. So yeah, she holds me. She, she <laughs> yes. is, uh, yeah. And this happened on the campaign trail. She was right. like, you know, she didn't let me slip, and it's right. it's on the issues. She's paying attention.
0: Okay, so let's we'll, let's leave that issue of the commissioner's side. Yeah, um, we can com- continue that in, in the political action committee realm. Yeah, um, I'm just going to sort of pivot a little bit, and it's right. uh, a different issue. And this may be a tiny one, but it's I've heard a little bit about it. I don't follow the Slack. It's not it's not my way of, uh. of um, bringing in information, digesting information. But I guess there's some some information on the Slack where you were talking. You specifically mm. mentioned the, about the 759. Um, arrival time f- for starting a shift, yeah, and we talked about it a bunch at uh, at fifteens and also with some other other folks um, that i 've met along the way. Can't quite wrap our brains around how that is a particularly helpful, or a um, how it doesn't do anything besides harm ourselves a little bit.
1: Let me tell you the concept. So
0: that's what I wanted to ask. Am Let me tell long, you the concept. So, am I long-winded question? Because apparently I, I can be long-winded as well. So, <laughs> so I'm just gonna keep talking. No, uh, go ahead. What, tell me the concept because I like to know.
1: The concept is, it's been a long-standing practice that members show up to work, prior, maybe an, even an hour prior to their shift, so that members can be relieved to go home or to uh, go to another station where they're to work for somebody else and then that person then can go home on time or go relieve somebody else right there's a, there's a ripple effect and we've done that out of charity and for good reason because I'm sure that started from uh, I, place charity and respect for for each other exactly that's kind of where I was going yeah so thank okay. you yeah absolutely it was really to make it was for those members not every it's not a requirement no there, nowhere is it written that we need to do that and it was sort of done I'm sure it happened very casually uh, much the same way that we probably were pressure washing the rigs. At some point, we decided, <laughs> hey, we want to do these shop folks if solid, and so we're going to do this for them. And now it's become a thing. So in that same respect, this it was brought up in a, I think it was the March general membership meeting, um, and then they brought up we brought it up again at the executive board recently. This last month is that, what about showing up for work at seven fifty nine? We're not doing, there's no, you know, we're talking about, you know, when members say, well, when I refuse mandatory, I could be disciplined for that. Possibly. Or right now, for sure. How? Under the current situation. Well, uh, if you refuse a mandatory right now, as I'm saying, if you show up at 759, there's no rule against that. No. So we're we're not putting members in harm's way. What we are doing is potentially harming each other with like, hey, I need to go relieve my kids and so on and so forth. Right. What I'm doing is what I posed in that letter. Is I'm showing up to work at seven o'clock, and I'm going to ensure that my gear is ready for shift. Now, you know that could take me about an hour. I want to make sure that my SCBA is set, is set. I want uh, to check my turnouts. I want to make sure that my uniform is is is, is up to standards. And, yeah. and uh, before I assume my duties and relieve the person that I'm relieving, I'm going to ensure that my gear, my safety gear. And my uniform is ready for duty. And that could take me up to maybe an hour. I mean, depending on when I show up. And okay. then when then, then I will let that person uh, off uh, duty so that they can go to their next assignment at, say, um, whatever station. This isn't my idea. This, is, this was an idea on the floor of the union meeting. That then got brought back up by I don't remember who brought it up at the executive board meeting and was stirred around. So it was merely, it's merely I'm I'm using myself as a, as the union president as the chair of the uh, executive board to yes. to articulate the executive board's request, which was to articulate this to the membership, and that's why I did that in that memo, and I'm doing that again. On this podcast. Oh,
0: so it was on the Slack. Was it, did you actually write it down somewhere as well? Or
1: I, uh, I yeah, I, I wrote it in a letter on Slack. Okay, and then okay. I think that did I did I actually followed up with that same letter via uh, email to the membership?
0: Poof, I missed the email. It's I don't know the same how. letter, more okay. or less. I think I uh, okay
1: had to change one. Th- oh, um, that was right. I added I, I added it. So I wrote a letter and then I added it to the bottom of the Slack. And then I sent the email out like the next day and I included that section in that email. Does that make sense? It does. It was a really long email. I would be surprised if everybody read the whole thing.
0: We can read eighty-five pages of that report, you know, the um, Citygate report. But getting the bottom of the email—that's that's a little much. <laughs> well, For, it's, it's funny the emails. Like, if it's more than like a paragraph, that's I funny. Yeah. I, I know
1: how it is. I yeah. get emails from the IFF, the general president of the IFF. And I, I love I love Ed and Kelly and, and Frank Lima, I'm, but I don't ever I don't read all their emails no, from top to bottom. You. I get yeah. the gist of it and I call yeah. it good sometimes okay. if I don't have time.
0: I think legitimately, just was trying to understand. It is. What, I'll just say
1: this: if you're going to cut this out,
0: yeah. What I will leave in,
1: um, I'm talking about safety concerns, Kyle.
0: I guess the real issue at hand is, uh, can we do this without harming each other?
1: That is going to take some. Uh, that is going to take us um, doing a bit of legwork. Um, if you uh, if you want to know how I'm going to do it, okay. this is how I'm going to do it. Tell me when I get to work at seven o'clock, and I'm leaving somebody, and I find out that they are working somewhere else. I'm going to say, well, where are you working? Well, I'm working over at Engine 15. I'm going to relieve Kyle McClowry. Okay. So I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to give Kyle McClowry a call. Kyle, are you going somewhere this morning? No, I'm not. Okay. So if you don't get relieved until 8.30, is that going to be a problem for you? No, it's not. Understood. Good is that, talk. that, good, is that good, spelling it out for good, you enough? Good talk. <laughs>
0: it is. You no. Know, and it actually is very helpful to understand that. Um, I, let's just leave that, drop it like a like a hot potato. Okay. I like it. That that totally makes sense. I'm just looking at my notes here. Um Okay. Real quick, so we're, we're getting close to that time time yeah. frame where we we're going to wrap this up. Oh, man, I'm, I'm just getting uh, started. No, this is good stuff. I, li- I like hanging out with you. Yeah, um, likewise. Always good. So, and I think I know the answer to this, but it was something that was asked. What can, is there anything Local 43 can do to help expedite hiring? We know, and we've talked about it already in the past, you know, 15, 20 minutes, that that's really uh, the issue, but... Pointing fingers isn't helpful. It was happened back when they stopped hiring. Uh, this didn't. You guys sort of stop the lateral hire? Put finger. Is there anything you we can do as a union to just help things move along?
1: We already echo and support any messages coming out from the recruiting office to retract people to this job. Mm-hmm. We anything that gets put out on social media or the website, we're happy to do anything and everything to disseminate that message. I I also communicate I, with. The Oregon State Firefighters Council. I know. I on the Washington State Firefighters Council. I mean, look. The, let's just be honest. What we're doing here. The lateral hire. You're stealing people from other jurisdictions who are already in a staffing crisis. So it's tough. That's a little bit of blood on blood. But I will tell you this: is <laughs> not. that's not our problem. Our <sighs> problem rough. is that's to rough. staff. It is rough, yeah. and so it's not good. But that's the that's the game. So there are people who come from neighboring organizations who leave their jurisdictions uh-huh. in a staffing crisis. We're robbing people to solve our problem, but it's not like we're stealing them. They're choosing to come, but we're offering it for the first time. And I you know, look, it's that's that's hard, but it's the truth. And that's the way it is. So but, but the other side is this, Kyle, we're also doing standard recruit classes and we're, you know, right. when we're it's the contract is very clear that it's management's rights to hire, fire, promote, demote, transfer. A sign. Those are all very, very clear in the contract that those are management's rights. And that is their job. They're sold. But we are there if they will have us to echo their messages of bringing people in. That said, we're not going to get new boots on the ground uh, this year. But when we have a recruit class in the works, they're going to come out in, right. I think it's October.
0: They're uh, starting in October, starting the process
1: of uh, the, the lateral hires? No, no, no. There's a new... Pro- I'm sorry. The, the current class, that's at training right now. Copy that. Um, okay. They are uh, transferring They're
0: going to hit the line in October?
1: That's what I understood. Cool. Uh, maybe I, I have I, that okay. uh, inaccurate. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, that's dates yeah. my That's not my area of uh, what I focus on, but uh, I know they're coming out. So that's, right. the, that's the last troops off the boat on the beach at Normandy, if we're going to use this World War II analogy. Let's go. Yeah. Um, that's the last troops on the beach. The next opportunity, the closest we're going to get to D-Day that, plus two. The next plus ship yeah. doesn't get there till May, you know, the third week of May or so.
0: And that's the class that hasn't started yet, but it's going to start in October.
1: There's a new recruitment starting, I think it's this. The notice just went out. and I don't have it here in front of me. I, I could pull it up okay. on my email. But it, the notice just went out. It's it's, it's the, the recruitment starts this month. Mm-hmm. And um, that... Then you're right. Then, then at that, there's a, like a two-week open okay. opening that's, period where they— That's
0: the open recruitment. i sorry. To get, I missed a yeah. bunch of the talk with the recruiter on that last Zoom. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, the memo is
1: out. Okay. It went out to the companies. It's out. So I don't need to repeat the memo. You can, no. you know—
0: No, uh, but there, I think that the talk was about the uh, lateral class that got canceled and then mm-hmm. is starting again in October. Is that, is that— Yeah, so let's okay. back okay. up
1: a little bit. There was The recruit class that was starting was canceled. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't they weren't going to start the recruitment process until November of this year in labor management, we brought this issue up. It was problematic ups because the only relief is to hire people. Mm-hmm. That's it. So we expressed our frustration with canceling the recruit class. Um, when you know we, we know that the, of the issues that were at hand, we did our part to make to fix them immediately. Yes, for the unions work part, we did our part within a snap of a finger practically. Okay. That's how fast we we're willing to move and make this process reignite, only to find out about an hour later that they canceled the process anyway. So that's super demoralizing. <laughs> but that being said, it's back on. Okay. So they're, right. I mean, I don't know, they're hoping to bring 20 people in on this next lateral recruit okay. process. That's 20 troops, but they won't hit the sand until May, Like the, May. I want okay. to say it's the 21st, okay. thereabout.
0: So I think the answer to the question is, no, there's not much a union can do to expedite other than just complain at labor management, um, <laughs> it, which is like the age-old story. Yeah, I mean, those, uh,
1: are the recruiter's a member, right? A local yeah, yeah. 43 member. Yeah, yeah. So we, are, we, we have a member in the recruiting office, or I'm not sure how many people are on their staff, but we have, I mean, that's our members hiring so people. It's not like right?
0: they're running by any sort of protocols to say, hey, are you okay with this? Uh, and then you have to sign off. It's just you are reiterating what they already know that you guys need to get the next class happening ASAP they,
1: they are very aware yeah. that okay. hiring people okay. is the fix that's okay. the fix awesome so okay and but, it sounds like know, they, were,
0: they were responsive initially initially they had to take a step take a minute but then responsive and able to start the emergency class hiring um, and I, I, maybe I'm wrong I'm, I thought I heard that that lateral hire was going to start sometime in October and, and, you're, right. and you're saying they're going to hit the hit the sand hit the beach in May that's right. So our, we get a little relief in October coming up, and then in the next light, the, the tunnel is, is May. That's right. Okay. Awesome. Um, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, before I had a, a prologue and now my epilogue real quick. All right. I uh, just want to say, and this is from me and I think everybody, like, it's super clear that you and your team, the executive board, the whole district, everybody is putting a ton of time, a lot of effort, And that's all. thank you. That's it. Thanks, it's It's it's, it's noticed. Um, Cheers. Cheers, yeah. And whether or not everybody agrees with what's happening, they agree with how fast things are happening, they're demoralized by morale, I think we all recognize you're working your ass off. So thanks for putting the effort in, and let's just, you know, forward.
1: Forward. I'm All all in. All in. To Jerry.